Welcome to the Gospel Ministry of Exchange Church. Thank you for connecting with us for our Bible talk today, and please feel free to share these talks with others as well. It's our desire to connect people to Jesus and grow people in Jesus. To find out more about us, please visit our website, www.exchangechurch.org.au. Tell me this, what do you think and feel when you hear Christmas carols and Christmas hymns being sung? You know, as you're walking through a shopping mall, maybe down the mall in Shepparton here or through the marketplace, and you hear those familiar tunes sort of echoing through the PA system, it's probably sort of beckoning you into their shop to probably purchase something or something like that. But what do you feel? What does that do to you when you hear those tunes or hear those Christmas carols or Christmas hymns? I know for myself, when I hear those Christmas carols or Christmas hymns, for me it really brings back thoughts of family and good times together at Christmas. It's like it just seems to strike in my mind that season that we're in. I think of my own family as I grew up as a young boy and I think of the extra effort my mother went to every Christmas to put things together. I think of those memories but also now with my wife and my four children, the the Christmas memories we have together as a family as well. It's amazing when I hear those carols and hymns, it brings those thoughts back to my mind about that. I have a, a flood of wonderful memories and joyful occasions as I hear those Christmas carols and Christmas hymns. But those Christmas carols or Christmas hymns are very powerful if we just stop and listen to what's being said in them. It's so much more than just a catchy tune or just a few nice words. There's so much more that I actually think about what's happening there in those Christmas carols or in that Christmas hymn. Now, thinking about that, I don't know about you, but I've felt myself a distinct sense of weariness over the last few months. Just the life has sort of, sort of come in top of me a little bit, and I've just felt a sense of weariness about life. And with Christmas just around the corner, there's been one particular Christian hymn, or Christmas hymn, sorry, that has been refreshing my heart during this season of weariness of late. And it's a song that we sung before there, O Holy Night. Let me just read the first verse for you. Now, you've got a a program booklet, so you can have that with you as well. Just turn to O Holy Night there. Let me just read that first verse as we think about that. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. I nearly sung that line then. I would have shocked if I had done that. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Thinking about that verse there, which you're very lucky I didn't sing it for you, thinking about that verse there, Jesus Christ, salvation, hope, joy are written all over that verse. It's all over that verse right there. Jesus Christ, joy, salvation, hope are all over it. But have a look at that line there, it says, the weary world, the weary world. You see, this Christmas hymn written back in the 1840s gets it, gets it. We live in a weary world. You might say, what is weariness? Weariness is to be jaded or tired or or disillusioned. Uh, Weariness is to be worn out, exhausted, lost our drive or lost our direction in life. Or if you want to put it in today's, today's vernacular, we're feeling cooked. We're done. Weary. Weary. Now, all of that weariness probably looks a bit different for all of us. 
if you're a five or six year old, the only weariness you're probably going to feel is Christmas Eve and you can't get to sleep because you're weary about thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. That's what maybe a five or six year old might feel. But for others, this weariness is all over the scale for us, from sort of mild to extreme. We can be weary, we can be worn out, or we can feel flat because of relationships that have gone sour in our lives. It can bring a weariness on us. Immediate family or extended family or even friends at times where things can go pear-shaped very quickly. Relationships can turn sour. Things can happen and we can see this hurt and unforgiveness rise up in time. And particularly so on Christmas, it can be a place where this begins to rise up quickly at times. This weariness here in relationships. Or we can feel weary and cooked by the circumstances of life we find ourselves in. Perhaps the workplace where I'm at. Perhaps other circumstances of life come and they get on top of us and we can feel crushed just by simply going through life's circumstances. For other people, this weariness can come through our health, through the challenges we feel in health. A sickness or a condition just drains the life out of us. We may go from treatment to treatment, hospital visit to hospital visit, barely getting through the day, let alone trying to think about facing next week. We can feel weary, done. Life is exhausting for us. Even Christmas, as much as it's joyful, it's also exhausting at the same time in many respects. We can easily get overwhelmed by the gift giving, that it becomes more of a dread than a delight as we try and actually nail down that list. Some of us can really enjoy Christmas, but we're actually glad when it's over as well. There's a sense where Christmas can also bring this weariness upon us. And as I said before, sometimes for some people, Christmas is the loneliest time of the year for some people, not the most joyful time of the year. It's the weariness that that brings. Overlay that weariness with what we've all experienced in only the last couple of years of uncertainty through COVID-19 and uncertainty through school and work, uh, isolation, lockdowns and sort of uh, suffocating restrictions. Overlay all of our life with those things and we are weary. There's a weariness upon us all. We can feel fried. We can feel lifeless. We feel like we're trying to muster up enough energy just to do the next day. And that can be very wearying for us when it's like that. We think of those poor families this week in Tasmania uh, facing and feeling a horrific weariness at this time. One week out from Christmas. And there's five children who won't be sitting around the Christmas table on Saturday. It's weariness. C.S. Lewis, in his book, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, makes this comment. Always winter, but never Christmas. Always winter, but never Christmas. In other words, he's saying this. It's always the season for looking for joy, but we can never find it in lasting completeness. It's like, for them, a northern hemisphere, Christmas is winter. It's always winter, so they're expecting Christmas. They're expecting joy, but in this world we can only find weariness or fleeting glimpses of joy. See, it's undeniable as we think about this world. We live in a weary world and we live with weary lives. So why the weariness? Is it just a lack of sleep? Just a bit more sleep and I'll be okay with this? Well, that might help in a physical weariness, but it's more than that. We need to understand what is the root cause of this weariness that we all feel in different levels. Why do we strive and why do we struggle looking for relief and looking for life 
but end up weary. We can't find it. Well, this Christmas hymn again, it tells us why. Back, back to that first verse, it says there, Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Long lay the world in sin and in error pining. What does that line mean? Sometimes you might ask yourself the question, what, what do these lines mean in these Christmas hymns? Since Adam and Eve, all of humanity have turned their backs upon God, our creator and our life giver, our loving, sovereign creator. Happened right at the beginning of time. Think about it for yourself today. The vast majority of humanity go about their everyday life with little or no regard to God as our creator or our life giver, the one who sustains every breath that we have. Ask yourself this. Did you start today by asking God that you would live under his good rule, loving him and loving all others? Did you start today like that? Probably not. Here's the world lying in sin and error pining, not loving God with all that we are, is sinfulness before God. And pining here after sin means that we desire a lifestyle or we pine for to live that lifestyle by choice. We just keep doing it. We're happy in that lifestyle of neglecting God and turning our back upon him. We just keep living life like this. It's like we're in a broken record, stuck in a groove. And we keep living that way. We don't love God as our highest value and we don't love all other people. We may love some selectively, but not all people. God allows us to live like this. Unbelievably and patiently and graciously, he allows us to live like this. But he also has consequences for us turning our back upon him and not treating him as he is duly ought to be treated. As a really good judge, as the judge... God has us experiencing the results of our sin, the results of turning our back upon God. What do we experience? We experience pain in all areas of life at varying degrees. We experience frustration and futility through every aspect of life, again, in varying degrees. And ultimately, we die. And we'll be cut off from God for eternity because we've turned our back upon God and haven't come to him as our creator as our lord and savior this is the weariness that we all feel and the root cause of this weariness is our choice of turning away from god and not coming before him as our loving god as our loving savior weariness springs out of that rejection of god by our choice but as we think about this christian hymn again O holy night it doesn't leave us guessing here with what God has done about this massive problem that we have as humans, as his creation. We've all fallen short of God's goodness. We've all earned God's penalty of judgment. But God has not left us there like that. This Christmas hymn brings us back and says it again. Let me read through that verse, verse again and see what God has done for us. O holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. What's he say there? 
a weary world rejoices. Why does it rejoice now? What are we rejoicing over? Someone has come. That verse tells us someone has come. A dear saviour has been born to rescue us from our sinful weariness. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. The birth of Jesus Christ, God's only son, ushers in a brand new day. It's a new and glorious morning. Jesus brings us the gospel rest that we need from this weariness that we are all experiencing, that we've all chosen for ourselves. This is the new and glorious morn that the hymn writer, the Christmas Christmas carol here celebrates. Let's look at what Jesus said 30 years after his birth in Matthew chapter 11. He says this. Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Isn't that a beautiful call of what Jesus says there? In weariness. He says, come to me, all who labour and all who are heavy laden. Come to me, Jesus says, all who are suffering under the weariness of broken lives in a broken world. Come to me, says Jesus. Think about what Jesus, when he says here, what he's actually saying. I find this really amazing. He's not saying this. He doesn't say, come to me when your life is all in good order. Come to me when you've got everything worked out. Come to me when you've got all the boxes ticked. Come to me when you've got all the ducks in a row. He doesn't say that. He says, come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden. Jesus is saying, come to me for all people who humble themselves and recognise the weariness of their lives in this world. And they'll recognise that they've turned their backs on him. Jesus is not putting a bar there, say, you jump over the bar and then you can come to me. No, he's saying, come to me with all of your brokenness. Come to me with all of your weariness. Come to me just acknowledging you're a broken person. Sometimes I think we get this really confused in the church, particularly perhaps people outside of a church. They look in sometimes and they think, oh yeah, all you people here, you've got all your lives together and you, yeah, you've got all, it's going well for you guys. That is so far from the truth, it's not funny. Every single person sitting in this room, including myself, are broken people. We desperately need a saviour to rescue us from our brokenness. Jesus is saying, come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden. What does Jesus promise if we come to him? Rest. Rest. I will give you rest. Glorious rest. Rest now, which doesn't mean all of our problems go away, but he gives us a rest in the problems and a perfect rest for eternity. Now, here's our trouble in this world. We often look for rest 
in all sorts of other places, thinking that'll patch up my weariness, that'll somehow sort of you know, get me through. Christmas Day may be some rest for us, but it's amazing how quickly it builds up and it passes and it's gone. And you don't get a lot of rest on Christmas Day. Maybe it's gifts. If I can just get a bit more stuff in my life, maybe that'll give me some type of rest from the weariness I'm experiencing. But as we all know with gifts, they lose their shine and they wear out really quickly and the rest doesn't last. It's temporal at best. Maybe for others it's binge eating. I'm just going to eat myself silly on Christmas Day. That'll just take all my worry away or that'll just give me a quick buzz or some quick rest. But that leaves us feeling guilty. For others, maybe it's some type of substance abuse. I know what I'll do. I'll hit me up with some drugs and I'll get some alcohol and then I'll just forget all my weariness. That'll just make it all go away. Well, maybe for an hour or two or a day or two that might go away. But all, as all that wears off, it just comes back with a vengeance and you've got no rest. It's just like putting a band-aid on something. Jesus says, no, no. That will never do for any of you. You were never made to find your rest in those things. Jesus says, I give you the rest that you're looking for. The very thing that you're looking for, for the salvation from the weariness of this world, I give you the rest for that. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What does Jesus mean when he says that? Take my yoke upon you. Think about a yoke in Jesus' day. It's like a yoke, you're, you're harnessed to something. Jesus is saying, harness yourself to me. Learn from me as your Lord and Saviour. Follow me as your gracious King. Learn from me as your life giver. Live life as I direct you to do. And you will have that rest. Trusting in him. There you'll find rest for your souls. There you'll find the joy and the fulfilment you've always been searching for, found in Christ alone. Found in this baby born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Jesus is so true. So true. He's the way, he's the life, and he's the truth. Countless testimony of people all over the world who've put their trust in Jesus, and many, many, many people in this room will tell you this about Jesus. It's true. It's true. It's so true. Jesus is all about life. He's all about the rest for our weary souls. Once you discover him, you'll need nothing else. The weariness still comes upon us, but the strength and power and salvation that Christ gives to us, it carries us with rest. This Christmas carol goes further and it actually gives us a response here as we grasp who Christ is and what he's done on this glorious morn. The chorus says this, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. Fall on your knees. He gets it who wrote this carol. Worship the living God who died on a cross to pay the price of our sin. Fall on your knees, he says, as you comprehend what God has done for us. He says, fall on your knees. He came and took your place on the cross to rescue us from our weariness. Fall on our knees, he tells us. 
There is no other response we could do other than seeing what God has done for us. Fall on our knees and worship Jesus as he offers us this forgiveness and restoration to call us back into his family. See, this is what Christmas is. It's a celebration of worship of Jesus Christ who brought to us a rest from our weariness, who brought to us new life. Fall on our knees, O night, when Christ was born. Let me pray. Father, thank you. Thank you today that we can gather here together as people and we can rejoice in what you've done for us through your glorious Son. Lord, as we sing these Christmas carols, may we stop and think. May we listen to those words. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would actually bring to bear the glorious truth of those words upon us. That in and through that day, this Christmas, Lord, when we are feeling weary at all sorts of levels, that we would discover the rest that you bring. The rest that comes through this baby born on Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. And as that truth dawns upon us, Lord, I pray that we would fall on our knees. We would worship the living God, the eternal God, who sent his one and only eternal son to come and to rescue us and to save us. Instead of looking rest for everywhere else, we would find our rest in Christ. Lord, today I do ask that and do pray that now in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust you have enjoyed our Bible talk from today. If you have any questions or comments from today's talk, please feel free to contact us at info at exchangechurch.org.au. Also, we love to welcome new people at Exchange Church in person, so consider yourself invited to be with us.